into a Neon Jazz interview with KC Jazz Guitarist and the Brain Trust behind the organization known as Jazz for Good, Mr. Doug Peep. He is in charge of this inventive Kansas City not-for-profit organization that brings quality jazz music to a host of events around the city. From First Friday art events to cocktail parties and celebrations of all kinds, with a mission to keep the spirit of quality Kansas City jazz alive, Doug is bringing it to the people. Over the course of our interview, he talks about his organization and his passion as a jazz musician, along with much more. Dig it. Hi, this is Doug Pete. Hey, Doug. It's Joe Domino with Neon Jazz. Hey, Joe. How are you? Hey, I'm good. We finally speak. When did Jazz for Good come into existence? Jazz for Good came to me about five years ago as an epiphany of sorts and um, was, was started with two ideas. One, an effort to keep jazz alive in a small way in the Kansas City area. I mean, with our rich heritage and, uh, you know, wonderful history of, of the greats at, at one point in time, you know, being in, situated in the Kansas City area, um, I felt like anything we could do to keep it going and keep it alive was is an important thing. And that in conjunction, Joe, with the idea of reaching out to charities that we believe in and that are actually meeting needs of you know people here in the city, I felt was a great combination of events. So that's how Jazz for Good came into play. What musicians are involved and how do you get them involved? It, it uh, encompasses a wide variety of musicians. Let me give you the basic concept here, first of all, and that is I very much believe in the uh, initiative that jazz musicians uh, have taken to develop themselves as extraordinary artists. Uh, it's anyone who's been in the jazz world for any time realizes this is not a quick track to uh, suddenly develop themselves as a jazz musician. It's a long, hard, disciplined road. And similarly, you know, supporting themselves and, and finding situations in which they can display their talent is uh, <laughs> equally, you know, difficult as, um, as it is for them to develop their art form. Um, so because of that, I've always believed very much in that anyone who's willing to, um, you know, subject themselves to the discipline and the rigor of being a, a jazz musician is someone that I'm philosophically behind. Uh, so we literally open our, our purview to any jazz musicians who are looking to uh, jump into an event uh, like, like we put together. Now, a little more about that. Um, as it fits with charitable organizations, uh, we feel that charities, instead of having a DJ or somebody on a microphone just, you know, talking as they're doing their fundraisers or their annual events, uh, we feel most emphatically that those events are better if it is accompanied by jazz musicians from Kansas City. Yeah. And so because of that, uh, the foundation, which is an effort through the Greater Kansas City Community Foundation, in other words, that's who custodies the, the money for this and makes it deductible and a not-for-profit, uh, 
because of that, the, the gifts are actually made to the charitable organization, provided that it's a 501c3 organization and that it's a legit cause that's trying to help people. And you might say, give me an example. Uh, we, If you go to our website, you can see we leave up the postings, but uh, anything from you know, brain injury foundations to children's charities to cancer, you know, uh, efforts and, you know, just a wide variety of things uh, that really run the scale of uh, charitable causes. And that money goes to the institution itself, and then those musicians are paid, and I might add, very favorably for... Uh, their contribution to the event. How has the organization evolved over the years? Well, it's. Uh, I, I want to be uh, clear in that the organization isn't a big organization with overhead and so on. We just literally operate it uh, almost in a cyber sort of uh, methodology. We have a website. I use uh, my office staff that uh, supports you know our business. Uh, contributes their time to helping coordinate the activities. I contribute you know, earnings that I make through our business that we've been blessed with towards Jazz for Good. And uh, Greater Kansas City Community Foundation has just been marvelous at uh, their uh, efforts to coordinate the distributions to the charity. And then the charities, you know, they help coordinate through our office for the jazz musicians to be paid. And by the way, I never take compensation myself for this. This is just an effort that I, I believe in and I, I want to see through to the, uh, the musicians and the charities themselves. So this is uh, a rather unique venture you have. Is this happening in any other cities that you know of? What kind of model did you use to bring this to life? You know, um, this is just one of those things that... It, I, I called it an epiphany, Joe, uh, which is all it really was. Um, and it just, it dawned on me, I've always believed uh, very strongly. I, I started my, my real business back when I was in college, and it, it centers around establishing retirement plans for uh, closely held businesses in the greater Kansas City area, and then we do investment work and insurance work as well. So I've, I've built an organization through the years and um, have always been committed to taking at least 10% of what would be deemed profit and setting it aside and giving it back to the community. Um, it just so happens that one day uh, the thought occurred to me that there should be a synthesis of these marvelous musicians that have been such a part of our, our history in Kansas City as a continuum of, of where we were through the the 30s and the 40s and the, you know, the Parker era um, and, and so on, and uh, continuing that. So um, essentially the, the idea hit me, and I've, I've asked around in other cities from um, Austin and uh, where I study regularly and uh, other cities, and I haven't really heard of anyone else doing this, but uh, so it's just sort of my own idea. So when you get to the end of an event that you play, how do you deem it a success? Are they all successes? Are there some that are better than others? What kind of a success ratio here? I've never had anyone uh, after an event that wasn't very grateful for the ambience that we added to uh, the cause. Uh, so it's always been a plus. I've never had any uh, negatives. Uh, the musicians, uh, it's, we all have stories, you know, uh, of what how gigs go. Some are better than others. Um, 
you know, some people are very appreciative and, and really will soak up, if you will, the, the, um, the quality of the music and, and the things that are going on. Um, others are just uh, maybe, you know, more fragmented. And, and uh, But I would just deem it as success all the way around. I mean, we just never had any, you know, negative uh, situations to speak of. What is the future for Jazz for Good? Well, I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say unfortunately. Our funding is l- limited to, you know, what money we can raise. If I do any private arrangements, such as uh, I'll do, personally speaking, I'll do weddings or private events from time to time, and I contribute the money to the foundation. Um, and like I say, our business will chip money in. And, and you know, occasionally we'll have... Uh, you know, large companies like uh, Burns and McDonald, for example, will hire us to do uh, private events, and instead of uh, paying me uh, directly, we have them write the check to uh, the Jazz for Good Foundation. Um, so we're limited by our funding as to how much we can do, but we'd like to see it, you know, continue to find its way into the community, uh, both for the charity and to continue to. Um, deploy these these fine musicians that totally deserve you know the work well you're a musician talk to me about your career and uh your playing over the years sure i'm uh, i go way back to the you know i was born in the end of the baby boomer era and uh as a little kid you know just grew up on beatles 45s and uh learned to play the piano when i was a little and picked up the guitar when I was maybe, you know, 11, 12 years old and uh, grew up in that glorious era of uh, techno rock in the 70s. Uh, found myself, uh, like many of us, uh, over at Kansas City, Kansas or downtown Kansas City, you know, almost monthly at, at some of these great concerts that uh, are no longer around. And uh, absorbed the the rock and roll era of the 70s um about eight years ago i uh revitalized my uh desire to play the guitar and started pursuing jazz uh studied under i asked around who would be the best uh, source for local teaching and uh, was fortunate enough to get danny embry uh, the guitar legend uh, to uh, help me with instruction. And so Danny has been just a, uh, a major source of learning for me for the last seven years or so. I've also gone to uh, many uh, symposiums and um, like I mentioned earlier, down in Austin, uh, pretty much annually go down and study in a symposium sort of a Setting. In the length of a tweet, if somebody really wanted to know what Jazz for Good was all about in one sentence, how would you describe it? Well, Jazz for Good is uh, the sentence, uh, the, the phrase itself really describes it. It is, it is jazz that is applied through the charitable world, and it's to make charitable events uh, more productive while taking advantage of the talent that we have in Kansas City to bring jazz and to keep its history uh, going. So that's the best way I could phrase it. Since you've mentioned several times about the heyday of Kansas City and keeping that jazz glow from from 
days before going. If you could go back to a club or see a musician in the heyday of Kansas City, who would it be and where would it be? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. I, I think, though, uh, no question about it, I'd, I'd love to have seen Parker. And um, I recently finished, Joe, a, a biography on Kansas City Jazz, one of the many, and uh, the author speculates that at one time there might have been 450 to 500 live music locations uh, throughout the Kansas City area. Wow. From down towards the you know, east end of downtown all the way out to 75th and uh, you know, running along 71 Highway. Um, so your, your imagination can only, you know, conceive the creativity that must have been fostered during that time. But to answer your question, I would love to have gone down to any one of those locations and uh, seen Parker uh, as he had reinvented himself from that legendary debacle uh, when he, he went in and, uh, and was blowing his horn and, and the musicians made fun of him and he, he escaped what they think was the Ozarks and sat and reinvented himself and came back and of course the rest is history. Right on. Thank you sir. Alright Joe, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening and tuning into this Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and organizations in Kansas City giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Doug for his passion, playing and dedication to Kansas City Jazz. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store, or for all things Neon Jazz, visit theneonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.